Hello, welcome to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. And I'm uh, taking a mellow tone voice on this intro. Hope you like it. It's kind of like 1970s FM radio. Coming up next is a three-hour Yes song, followed by a six-hour Emerson Lincoln Palmer song, followed by a 50-minute King Crimson song. Hey, it's the 70s. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to uh, Conversations with Matt Dwyer before, it's just that. It is a conversation with me. Free-form, flowing song thingy do. And if you like the song that plays that uh, at the top of my show, that's Les Blanks. So uh, check them out in the world, lesblanks.com. And speaking of music, musical intros, today's guest is Jim Putnam of the Radar Brothers. He also played in the band Medicine, uh, which, you know, was on the Crow soundtrack, so that's pretty groovy. Back in the old days of grunge. Uh, Mr. Putnam, I'm a big fan of his music, and I'm a big fan of him as a human being, so please enjoy this conversation with Matt DeWiler. thing we we talked about our dysfunctional relationships before the show started so we're kind of in a depressed mode now (laughs) yeah i think we're i think we set the tone i talked about uh my lying ex and you don't have to go into the details of what you said yeah no it's Uh, all good yeah so did you uh, because did you have a new album coming out did you do you ever channel that sort of stuff into your music at all or do you keep that separate i do I do. Yeah, because your lyrics seem... I was listening to it before, well, some of your stuff before I came over. It seems all very personal. Yeah, there's a lot of personal stuff. I don't I don't think it necessarily has to um, apply to anything in particular, any specific thing. I, th- I like things op- being open to interpretation. You know, like, if someone really relates to something they hear in a song, and it relates to something in their own life... That's, yeah, that's gold. You would you say your music tends to be? I, I don't know if melancholy is the right word, it, but it's a very. Uh... Yeah, it's pretty melancholy. <laughs> Do you consider yourself? You don't seem like a melancholy guy. I've known you for a few years now. Yeah. You're always pretty glib. Yeah, I pr- I'm pretty good at masking it. Masking <laughs> the. So when like I'm not around, you are you just like laying in your bed all day, yeah. sort of. Yeah, pretty much. St- I'm. I'm. I'm uh, I, I'm probably laying in bed um, with the dark, <laughs> the black, burnt piece of coal of my uh, that is my heart. Yeah, I spend I spend an insane amount of time alone in my apartment. Yeah, and I like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Like I stocked up on bullshit, and I was like, the only way I was leaving was so my dog could pee. I actually refused to let him poo. Wow. Just pee. <laughs> that's what you did for Christmas? That, that's when I, and I baked bread and... Ooh. Well, that's I'm good. I'm a homemaker with no, with no home. <laughs> with a studio. I'm a studio apartment maker. Oh, that's nice. That's a home. Yeah. You bake bread though, huh? I, it's a new development in my life. Really? What kind of bread did you make? I'm, I made a peasant loaf. Peasant loaf. Because my income is right above peasant, so <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to make any French bread or anything really sophisticated. Wow, that's good. I like I like that. Uh, my friend gave me a book uh, to how to make like artisan bread artisan, artisan bread breads? in five minutes a day, which is not true because it takes about an hour. 
you have one of those fancy bread makers? No. You just do it in the oven? Just throw it on a on a baking stone. Damn, old school. That's real fun. That's the way the uh, the the people made them back in the in the uh, the days of um, of art, uh, yeah. the pagans. The pagans. <laughs> so the pagans made the pagans. Bread. Did they invent bread? Yeah. Is that true? I don't know. Probably. Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. They did. They invented Christmas. Yeah. They did. Right. Yeah. People think it's weird though to spend Christmas by yourself. I think it's great. It's my favorite. I do it. I've been doing it for. Maybe I'm just broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. More. Yeah. Chances are pretty good. I'm broken. That's great though. I wanted to spend Christmas by myself, but people kept bugging me to go places, so I went. People get really. It's weird. People get kind of offended when you. Yeah, they get pushy. They're pushy about it. Like you. It's like what? Why? Same with like politics. <laughs> it's just yeah. like. I, I know because I'm definitely not conservative, but I do point out a lot of the errors of uh, Obama to my friends, and they get really pissed uh, off when you do that. Yeah, yeah. It's you can do no wrong. He, he he's doing a lot of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like people. It's like I've Dan Aid who played guitar with you. I was Dan tell, Dan. I was telling him some things, and I could just see his face like oh. the muscles tightening. Oh. <laughs> That's about all you can get out of him, though. Yeah, he's pretty stoic. He's a very stoic man. He's so good looking, too. Yeah, he probably... Well, he's always got a girlfriend, so he probably never gets any rock and roll poontang. He probably gets it thrown at him, like, every... Coming from all directions. He's also the quiet, stoic type, so that... Yeah, he's shy. He's very shy. Does your band have a lot of groupies? No. Like the broken Dan's original band, Broken West, it was all like uh, guys and cougars. They said there was never really any. Really, it was all like older women. Cougars are good. Yeah, I mean, if you're on the road, yeah, you gotta get what you can get. That's kind of good. Like an older older crowd. I, I you know, I, I guess we kind of have an older crowd. Not so much cougars, but more like like big, fat, smelly, <laughs> bearded dudes with uh, um, cameras. They always have a camera. That's interesting. And then they then they're kind of yeah, they write me letters. They like they write me crazy letters. Do you really get a lot of crazy letters? No, not too many, but I've gotten some. I've I haven't I've gotten a lot of nice letters. I did have one exchange with a guy and it was kind of going well and any somewhere snuck in something about doing a line of coke off his dick and I I, I couldn't <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I know I have a weird sense of humor, so maybe he was just trying to match my humor, yeah. but I ceased responding at that point. Yeah, that's probably good. It seems like you would get a lot of those melancholy, sad girls who would like your stuff. Uh-uh. And no, no. Did hear your music and want to f- fix you? Nah, not so much. A lot of sad boys. A lot of boys, guys. Maybe you're. Maybe the so, universe is trying to push you in a direction you're I'm not willing to admit. I am, <laughs> but you're. You would say you. I would say your band is like pretty influential, right? I feel like there's been a lot of people sort of stole your sound a little bit. Does that know. seem true? It seems like it, but then I think, oh, that's that's just like really self-centered and egotistical to think that. But I thought that. I mean, I've thought it. Yeah. I've. I kind of wanted to. I feel like I don't know where when they came around, but. Can I say the Sparkle Horse seems to have sort of grabbed? Did he's dead? Maybe the guilt of stealing your music is why he killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to 
I'm going to have to correct you on that because that's impossible because his first record came out way before our records came out. Uh-oh. So, yeah. I don't, but his earlier stuff was a bit more, he got a little bit more mellower as he went on. He did on. get mellower, I guess. But yeah, it's like first, his first record, I guess, had some, some mellower songs. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Right. I don't know. But you guys definitely have your own sound. You think? I do. Yeah. I don't know anybody that really sounds like <clears throat> you at all. Well, thanks. But, like, who would, who influenced that, Jim Putnam? Who influenced it? I like, who would, like, because you grew up in a kind of, you grew up with music, in yeah. a music. Your dad was, what was your dad? My dad was a, um, a recording engineer, a producer, and also a an electronics engineer, recording electronics engineer. Because I read something he invented the modern way of recording? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, back before anyone could make a record, you know, um, there were, like, recording studios, and before there were, like, I don't know, the earlier recording studios, usually the engineer um, who recorded stuff was, and he, I think they were called engineers because they al- also would actually build the electronics to record you with. So... Um, yeah, so my dad was one of those guys, and so he would build the electronics to record people with, and he kind of was good at it. And so he, um, so he had his own. Yeah, he started in Chicago, had his own recording studio. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he recorded a bunch of like Chicago blues and jazz and stuff, and um, yeah, and then he came out to L.A. to work with Frank Sinatra, and um, yeah, and started his own studio here, and then. He also had his own electronics company that my brother and I have restarted. So you never met Frank Sinatra, did you? I think I did when I was a, a <laughs> tiny baby. I don't remember it, though. Did you come into the world in California? Yes. Oh, I just like Chicago people. Yeah, my dad's from uh, Danville. He, he, oh, really? He must have, like, because they did a lot of recording back in those days. He must have really worked with some of the, the fucking biggies in jazz and blues. Yeah, he did. He worked with uh, Duke Ellington a lot. And, Whoa! Yeah, and Count Basie a lot. And, um, yeah, with Nat King Cole a lot. And, in fact, there's a picture up, up there with of him with Nat King Cole. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's a pretty... So, then, so like, you telling your parents you wanted to play music, they weren't like, no... <laughs> No, they weren't. They might. Well, it started when I was. I guess actually, they they told me I was going to play music. They made me take piano lessons when I was a kid, and I kind of hated them because I wanted to just like play. I don't know. I wanted to play like Beatles songs and stuff, and you know, the piano teacher wanted me to kind of learn how to read the notes and stuff. And I can't. I can't read music. It. I have some weird thing with my brain where, it's. I don't think it's dyslexic, but <clears throat> it's it's something where I just cannot. I cannot make out what's what's on what line, and it's it's really confusing for me. I think a lot of those guys couldn't. Like, I think Count Basie couldn't. Re- either Count Basie or Duke Ellington couldn't read music. But I yeah. feel like Duke Ellington was such a big composer that that doesn't seem right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't read this music, but um, yeah. Then I took I took piano lessons, and. Um, then I took, uh, oh, I took saxophone lessons when I was in junior high. 
Can you still play that at all? Not really. <laughs> Not did you like really. like the jazz stuff that you did, or did you yeah. kind of have an? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I I'm not a huge jazz person, like the. But he was. He, my dad was really into all the big band stuff, and you know, of course, like the Count Basie, Duke Ellington stuff, and then he would record band. Like a lot of those guys just wound up. They sort of, I don't know. Got, I don't know. They just sort of wound up scattered around the valley, it seemed like, and playing in these weird big band, like 70s style, not 70s style, but like these big bands that would play in these 70s style clubs. Like uh, there was a place called King Arthur's out in, I don't know if it's still there. It's like out in the valley somewhere. And so, um, yeah, like a lot of the Count Basie guys would play in these bands um, in these dingy little jazz clubs and it was kind of cool we'd go see them and uh yeah that's pretty it's weird because it's there used to be a lot of jazz here and it seems like you can't i know it's weird and because like chicago it's everywhere and new york obviously it's every but it's like with as many musicians are that are and i just just people do not go see it or i don't know i would love to go but it's like i only know of the two potato the Catalina Club, which just sounds, just the name oh, sounds yeah, like it's going to be something terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be like Spyro Gyra type shit. I saw a little Jimmy Scott there, I think. That was pretty cool. Like when you were a kid? No, probably like 10 years ago. But there was like, yeah, like in Burbank, there was Chadney's. You remember that place? No. It was like a steakhouse. Like there were all these steakhouses with like the bar would have jazz Oh, there's a Columbo's and Eagle Rocket, but it's it's real cheesy. Yeah, it's, yeah, except I heard Monday nights there are really kind of amazing. Like it's yeah, a, I, I keep, think it's it's hit or miss. Yeah, but I was kind of amazed how I don't know if you're huge knowledge of Duke Ellington, but how hip he was able to stay through his career because he did like albums with Mingus and Cannonball Adderley, and oh, like the album he did with Mingus is fucking really great. Really? Yeah, and he did one with Coltrane as well. So, like, he didn't stick just being like, hey, right. big band swing guy, yeah. which I didn't know until a few years ago. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's awesome. I'll get you the Mingus album. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, like, really great. Yeah. That'd be I really don't know. It sounds really amazing. Yeah, it was kind of wild how he just <clears throat> refused to uh, stick to one thing. Because you think those old, because I know, like, Cab Calloway said that about, like, bebop and stuff. He's like, that's Chinese people music. <laughs> like, he's just... <laughs> didn't understand it at all he hated it <laughs> that's awesome but i like that that mingus uh autobiography you ever read that i did that's pretty amazing he was a pretty f- crazy dude yeah i mean literally he was in bellevue oh really yeah, yeah. i think he they, he went Maybe he, he wrote that while he was in bellevue. i think he might have because he yeah. doesn't he do it in like th- he writes as three different entities of himself yeah. or something really weird one of them, like, yeah. At one point, he's like, yeah. Then I lured this young girl into a cave and raped her. I don't remember shit like that. I think there was something like that in that book. I, I hope that's not real, because I, I hope it, not too. It's like, uh, yeah, it's weird because those guys in those days, and maybe you should start doing this with your band, but they would like punch people if they fucked up. <laughs> like Mingus closed the keyboards on somebody's hands once. Like, the, oh yeah, yeah. And I know Miles Davis was quick to punch people. Yeah. Especially his wives. To be more of a dick. Be, yeah. 
maybe that's where we went wrong. We should, we should, yeah. I actually accept I perform alone, so I can't really punch anybody but myself. Punch yourself. <laughs> Believe is... me, I've, uh, yeah, I've had some pretty dark moments. I remember screaming, driving over, uh, Laurel Canyon was just like screaming the whole way at myself. It's just like, ah, ah, just because oh, yeah. I ate it at the improv. Oh, God, that, that sucks. See, but you can't really bomb as a musician, can you? See, sure you can. Oh, I yeah. guess you get booed and stuff. Not you, but I mean. Well, you can get really drunk and suck. And then, um, yeah, people laugh at you. And your bass player throws an empty glass at your head and it barely misses you and crashes against a wall. Behind you, stuff like that. Where'd that happen? <laughs> I'm not saying that happened. Oh, necessarily in Germany. <laughs> was that that same tour when you were drinking those? Because uh, you told me that tale about you drinking uh, Belgian beers, not realizing oh. that Belgian beers oh. uh, were that powerful. Yeah, that was a that was a trick the promoter played on me. Oh, he, that was he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he kept like every time I walked by the bar, he had another. It was like a local Trappist beer. And he would next every time I walked by the bar, he, there, another one would be sitting on the bar, and he'd be pointing at it, looking at me with this devious smile, and I'd be like, "Sure!" And I grabbed it and drank it, and I drank like nine of those, and they're like real de- yeah. delicious. They're not. They're so good, yeah. And I went and I laid in my bunk because we were staying in this like bunkhouse they had next door to the venue, and I woke up wet. the amazing thing was i had noticed that i'd also taken my i guess the night before in this blackout drunkenness i well a a i drunk dialed my wife apparently and that was a whole other like i didn't know what to think about that but then i um but apparently the weird thing was then i went into the room my room and i took off all my clothes i took my socks off and I put them in the middle of the room and then peed on them and then <laughs> taken all of the uh, all of the linens out of the linen closet and piled them on top of my socks and then rolled into bed and then fell asleep and peed in the bed too. It's one of my shining moments. <laughs> <laughs> the shining moments. That's of the rock. Uh, second musician soiled himself story. Uh, David Bazan told a great story about. Uh, on a awesome. date with his soon-to-be wife, and oh, actually, like their date. second or third, and he got, they were stuck in traffic, and he got food poisoning, and he shit himself. Oh my god! <laughs> it was the, it's a pretty amazing. So he was like, as he was trying to get into a restaurant, it just all flooded in his pants. Wow! And he had to teach his wife to drive stick from the back of the. He would be. Oh he was in the god. back of the pickup truck, telling her. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, yeah. Wow. I, that, that's kind of my one of my bigger fears is, because uh, I, I get some stomach sick, is just that I'll shit myself on a date or... Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of weird, irrational fears with dating. Like uh, uh, that I'm going to, that my card's going to get denied, that I won't have enough money. Yeah, that's scary, right? Like, I guess that's like... my card gets denied? Yeah, I grew up... Co- co- poor so like i that was always like even my dates as a kid i just always assumed i never had enough money i went on a date with a girl and her card got denied and she got really embarrassed and i i I just felt i don't know i didn't care you know i just felt bad for her (laughs) because you're a sweet 
Sweet man. Yeah, well, I, I guess, yeah, that was the last I saw of her, though. So, I don't know. Maybe she... I should have yelled at her and told her she was a... <laughs> I don't know. You gotta be mean. To, you gotta, to be the, mean. Gotta, gotta be mean to the ladies. Yeah, I need to get mean. I, that's kidding. People have Homer thought... Just a nice guy. I can't do that with dating. I can't be mean. I can't either. It's. Uh, I've had girls say they didn't want to date me because I was too nice, and I was just really baffled by that. Yeah. I was like, why, what do you want? And then my friend explained it. He said that women like dicks because it's like hunter-gatherer yeah. protective stuff, which I never thought of. I think, I, think they, I think maybe there's some sort of control that they want. God, listen to us. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Well, like I said, I'm dating a girl in Wisconsin. That's nice. Wisconsin, that's a nice town. Madison's great, which is where I, I saw you. You met my girl. I did. She seemed really nice. She's really nice. Yeah, she seemed good. You guys were really cute. She, yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't want to have a long distance relationship. Yeah, those can can be hard, but. Yeah, she planned on moving here to she begin does. with. She did before we started dating, and then. Oh. So that there's hope in that, and come August. Okay, good. Just the long distance stuff gets expensive. Yeah. I sp- you, you weren't th- you wouldn't think of moving there. I did think about it. Yeah. But she doesn't want that. Okay. It's fucking 15 degrees there right now. Yeah, it's cold. But have you been to Madison a lot? Tooled uh, that around? was the first time I ever went there. The food is... like It's like the perfect little city. Like, if I... I I'm like, I, if I ever stop lying to myself that this career is going to pan out... <laughs> <laughs> Just keep lying to yourself, please. Because I, I did think about that. Because I was like, oh, if I move to Madison, that's admitting things are pretty different direction <laughs> in your life. And I, I, I lie, I've built a firm base of denial in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have to, I have to. You've never played Madison? No, we've never played Madison. That's, That's pretty weird. weird. It's a big music town. I know. I, think. I don't get it. I don't know. Really good record stores too. Yeah. Uh, are you a vinyl guy? It's so pretty. Yeah. yeah. Not really. Not anymore. I don't no. buy records anymore. I mean, I, I buy them, but I buy them on iTunes because I don't want anything. From, I, I have too much stuff. See, I have a drum set over there I'm selling. Do you want a drum set? I, I don't have room for it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's old and needs work. Did you put it in the papers yet? No. <laughs> I put it on fucking eBay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you could say because it's from your band, right? Oh, no, I don't th- well. You could make that lie up. Somebody told me a story. Jeez, really? Wink. seems so cheesy you know what well wayne kramer told me a story about uh steve jones from uh sex pistols and how he would he would uh sell guitars when he was a junkie at with and he would have a picture of himself with the guitar and he's like i played this guitar with the sex pistols and he would just keep going and buying different oh guitars God. that look like that one wow. and that was his scam to get money when he was broken junked up wow i'm just saying that's photoshop that behind you know in one of your things seriously oh that's been on that's been on some records of ours that's for sure but i don't want it anymore i don't but you know yeah i have too much stuff um and that's cheesy i think for me having too much stuff no (laughs) that's cheesy but i don't know i wish i could have less stuff but i don't I wish I could have that Buddhist mentality and just be like, I just need a yeah. place to sleep and then a bowl of rice. <laughs> it's free. It's very free. It's 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 free. But then it's, I, yeah. It's freeing. We have a weird 
idea in this country that the more we buy and yeah. and the bigger house, and then, of course, then look what happens. Our economy takes a fucking dive because nobody can. <laughs> yeah, retail too much retail therapy. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, like and uh, the mentality of I deserve this. Yeah, it's like you, you don't. Nothing is owed to you. <laughs> yeah. Not well, to get all depressing about things. Like that AR-15 I bought myself yesterday for Christmas. That's, see, that's needed. Yeah, I, I deserve it. Uh-huh. I should get one of those, and then we should just, uh, just drive around shooting those things in the air. Shoot at each other. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a good time for guns in this country. Yeah, it's such a good time. I get confused, though, because it is sort of like, I don't know. I don't believe in guns, but I'm like, what if they do, t- like... How, would things get crazier if we took away all the guns or made it illegal? I don't. I don't know. I, I think the thing is, is that people people compare us, this country, to like, say, Britain, where guns you're not allowed to have guns. I guess unless you're have a hunting. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the yeah. Lessons. You have to but, collector stuff stuff. But that's but but it's there's like a whole history like it. You know what I mean? Like, we have a whole history of guns in our culture. And so, yeah, it would be different if we... It w- we wouldn't suddenly be like the UK if we, you know, didn't... If guns were illegal. I don't think that would... It would, it would, it would just be different because... You know what I'm saying. Yeah. You should write a... Pr- to say, <laughs> you trying should. to say something important, but... It's, uh, it's not, I get, I try to be, uh, I can't, I get really up emotional when I talk about things that I get, I wish I could be that calm, collected, like Chomsky type where I'm like, well, here's what the situation yeah, is. Yeah. But instead I just end up saying cocksucker and motherfucker. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. You do, do you ever write political songs? Your music's never. Kinda. Kinda? Yeah. Again, leave it to open. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's some that are political, but they're, I don't know, they're kind of more like a. Sort of, um, you pro Romney? Well, you've read a lot of pro. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. You uh campaigned for Romney, a lot of people, yeah, don't. I did, yeah. I campaigned for Romney, um, and the and the uh, my church of latter day Scientologists, yeah. You marry two great religions in one, and yeah, that's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting the whole new it's my own um sect, the Mormon Scientologists. I could that would probably be a good time. Yeah, Mormontology. Neither can neither really allows for much fun. Scientormans. <laughs> Scientology though, they like I think they like at least they let fucking happen, right? They, yeah. I mean, they're I'm not to... fond of any religion, but they they're not allowed to do anything. I think no they can sm- I think they can have sex. Yeah. I just they can smoke cigarettes. That's the Mormons? Like, no, the uh oh. Scientologists. The Mormons that can't have sex. They can't have sex. They but can't then have they sex. They can have like multiple wives. Yeah, they're real, and the, their God's on another planet. That's the other thing I found out about the them. Mormons? They believe God lives on a planet. Not this. It's a weird. There's a lot of weird shit in that religion. Not that Catholicism's not or any of the others are all that great. Yeah, they're all really weird. But what what planet do they live on? I don't know. Does he live on? It live on. I don't. I don't know. And they they, they didn't let heat. black people into heaven like up until like 1978. They really? pe- changed somehow. Figured out maybe 
Wow. Their religion was racist. Wow. I'm like surprised. Like That's so progressive of them in 1978. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, about, what is wow. that? 10, 15, 20 years after uh, the civil rights, maybe yeah. they got on board with that. <laughs> wow. I'm just, it's weird to me that like they didn't, none of that stuff came up during the elections. Like the campaign, because it seems like Obama wouldn't have to say it, but if they just started like putting stories like that in the news, then people would be like, oh, these guys are, well, they got lost anyway, but. Yeah. I don't think the news wanted that stuff to be in the news. The news is pretty terrible. They, they didn't want that stuff because they wanted the, all that stuff to happen, so they got all that money. You know, they wanted the, the close race that it wasn't. Yeah, they like to. They th- tried to paint it as a close race, but wasn't such a close race. Our media is quite scumbaggy, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it's horrible. I was, I was, you know what I learned recently that really upset me is that the Westboro Baptist Church is only 40 members. The, the God Hates Faggot people? Yeah. 40 people. Why did they get so much press? That's what, like That's, I, yeah. the, the way the media, I was like, oh, there's like thousands of them. Everything, everything I see that that involves them, I just I can't help but think it's they're just uh, they're just it's a big joke, you know, like they're just kind of joking. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's so but, absurd, but they get so much press. It's like just ignore them. But they do would... those people really think that way? <sighs> I think so. Really? I mean, it's also like people think. Certain races are less intelligent. Yeah, it's always weird to me that people think that like there's racists who think black people are less intelligent, and it's like they and then they invented the most complex music. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's like you're not really sitting and thinking this one out, are you? Jeez. Among other things. Yeah. Yeah. We're solving some problems here today. We are, man. We're getting to the bottom of everything. We are. We're getting to the core. Now, when when does this Humanity. new album come out? Let's Comes get back. Out January 29th. I've heard rumors that it's very different. It is a lot different. It's um, yeah. It was kind of a well. I was going through a really rough time, and so I was kind of a little bit incapacitated there for a bit, going through stuff, personal stuff, and um, so I think there was a lot of um, more a lot more collaboration than usually happens in the process of making an album. So, and also there's six people now making the music. Somehow we grew, we, somehow we grew to six people. We had a keyboard player. We added a keyboard player on our last album. And then his, he threw his back out so he couldn't tour. So then we, we, we got another keyboard player and then we then we had a then we added a guitar player and that's Dan Aid, but he's not really playing with us anymore. But um, the then we had two keyboard players because the old keyboard player wanted to play on the record. So now we have two keyboard players and a guitar player, which brings us to six. I could take that <clears throat> drum set and you could have two drummers and then they could that be like would, the Grateful Dead. That would be perfect. I really, I actually, I actually really want. Ooh. I've always wanted like a, a two drummers. Oh like really? Two drummers would be cool. Yeah. I'm not that good, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, you'd have to be pretty good. So yeah. You'd have to, um, you'd have to follow Stevie. 
Yeah, I'm pretty lousy. What about like some bongos? Like a percussion? I think you guys should take a turn towards Latin influence. Yeah. I learned last night from a guy that percussion players make the most money. The union ones. Union percussion players make bank. Like bongo steel? Why is that? Triangle. Triangle's big money. Yeah, triangles. There's a lot of money in triangle. <laughs> a lot of um, triangle guys get a lot. Get a lot of pussy. That's a known dude. <laughs> it's amazing. What? What? Because there's percussion people harder to come by. Is that? I don't know. I think because I don't know. Someone had a stupid idea. Obviously, that they need to be paid more. No offense to the percussion players, but come on. Aid was trying to get into that steel guitar yeah. studio, but that seems like it would be pretty. That, that would seem like that's a rare, yeah. right? I in don't LA, know. in LA, yeah. maybe, yeah. Not in Memphis. Although, <clears throat> I don't think so much in LA. I think there's a lot of pedal steel players. We've kind of passed that sound anyway, right? A little bit. I don't know. People always <clears throat> want their country twang, their twang, and their thang. <laughs> We have a new song on our album he played pedal steel on. Oh, did he? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, it sounds kind of twangy country, but it's it's a weird, I don't know, yeah, it's a weird record. It It's different. I, it's, it's Is never, it just foreign to you, so you're not... so <clears throat> foreign to me. I don't understand, I don't get it. Really? Kinda. Do you, do you like it, though? I think so. <laughs> I do, no, I like it. Yeah, I've heard one song, and it was great. The first, the song that was <clears throat> single on Pitchfork. Yeah, you posted something. Yeah. Did they? Is it been reviewed and all that stuff? That song was reviewed by Pitchfork. They really liked it. And they, <clears throat> excuse me, they rarely kind of, they kind of have a beef with LA bands. They don't like, yeah, they don't like much. I kind of don't like them. I don't really like them either, but I can't say that because they liked our song and then, um, but they're probably going to hate our record. I don't know what their beef with LA is. Um, and they're Chicago. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think because they think L.A. is a big, they think it's a big Hollywood. Yeah, people don't, I people think. People don't pe- understand that Hollywood's like 1.0% of L.A. Yeah, I don't think people, it really upsets me like when people, somebody told me, they're like, oh, I'm coming in L.A., I'm going to do some shows, like, I'll bring out my stupid material because you're all so dumb. I was like, I was like, wow. re- I was like, yeah, that Steven Spielberg guy lives here and he's a real fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we, it's just like so weird that they just think we're all like, they can be so bigoted about this city. And it's like, it's yeah. a really complex. Very com- Yeah. It's not the place everyone thinks it is. No, it's not. And you can't really get that in two days. Yay. And we do have good pizza. Oh my God. Man, everyone said well, that's the one thing you always hear is like no good pizza in LA. It's like there's a fuck ton of good pizza here. Are you fucking kidding me? There's so much good pizza right around here. Casabianca. Casabianca, amazing. They make their own sausage. They do. They do. Damn. So does uh, Masa in Echo Park. Masa, right. They do deep there. dish Chicago yeah. style. Which okay. I'm not that not a big fan of that. Once a year I can that's that that you order that just sticks in you for like a week. Yeah. There's also matzah pizza, but that that came from New York, I think. That matzah place. Oh, on uh, like Highland? Yeah. That's like super duper expensive too, isn't it? It's it's fancy pizza, but it's really good. 
I never. But that's like kind of more gourmet, fancy pizza. I like. I like. I like the straight up. You know, like like tomato pie is good. I like their pizza, or uh, garage pizza is all right. Yeah, I like garage pizza. Yeah, I'd live. But Casabianca is like I don't know. That's just that's kind of its own thing. I no think one, that's the best pizza I've had. Yeah, no one makes pizza like that. And better than any New York pizza I had. People yeah. would probably murder me for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's different, though. They cut it in squares. Yeah, that's very Chicago. They're Chicago, Chicago but style. they're originally Chicago people. Okay, okay. We, we solved uh, the gun issue and pizza. Pizza, <laughs> guns, what else? I don't know. What, what, when, are you ever going to do more uh, Mount... Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I'm... I'd, Currently redoing my studio, just for that very reason, so I can get in there and make another. And that was all, was that all you? Did you yeah, play? You played everything? Me. Yeah. Even drums? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Will you maybe throw some sax on this new one? Maybe not. <laughs> could just do Probably like a not. good eighties styled sax yeah. solo. No, this new one. Uh, see, the thing is, is every time I want to make a record, I, get, I have this idea of what it's going to be like, and it turns out nothing like that. But. I want it to be like a, a more of a folky, like almost like a Joni Mitchell, um, I don't know, folky record, but with me singing, not like Joni, Joni Mitchell. Mitchell. No, more like a, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, Joni Mitchell's voice is really amazing, but there's something about it that it makes me really depressed. Yeah, it's it's edgy. She's she's kind of on edge. Yeah. It's kind of pissed off in a weird way. I, it kind of affects me in a... Yeah. Like, I can't... I used to have a girlfriend who... De- she'd just listen to that Blue album constantly, and I... Oh. And I, like, I would go, yeah, this is an amazing album. Yeah. I can't listen to this. It's yeah. emotionally bothering me. So, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. She... I think she kind of... either She either love her or you don't. That yeah, that works. Sure. <laughs> I could say that about anything. You either love Coffee. It. You either love it or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Damn, so insightful. But breathing, you can't say that about breathing. Breathing. You either love it or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say that. That would, that would equate for the to a high suicide rate in, around the holidays. I don't love breathing. <laughs> I love life. It's just this inhaling thing is driving me nuts. <laughs> You said your dog was keeping its farts to the minimum. She was but. keeping her... Yeah, she hasn't been... Sometimes she'll lay here and just... Just send out the... <laughs> the fucking... She was snoring during the show, though. Yeah, she snores. My, she snores do, my dog... My dog doesn't have gas much. Unless he gets a hold of something that he shouldn't have eaten. Yeah. That's probably part of it, is I give her a lot of snacks. Yeah, I keep my dog pretty... I'm terrible. She just looks at me and I, I'm like, here... Yeah, I, I just... I, I Do you let your dog sleep in the bed with you, though? Yes. I do, too. Yeah. My dog, like, spoons. Like, he'll use my arm as a pillow. It's pretty great. It's really sweet. Yeah, she she kind of just curls up next to me. And then, yeah. And then she doesn't get out of bed until I get out of bed. She'll stay in bed when I get up. Yeah, Charlie does it. It's, uh... I, I, dogs kind of... This sounds corny, but... Like I feel like my dog is somewhat like a, a almost like a spiritual teacher. Seriously, no, it's that's t- totally. They're very they're very spiritually, um, yeah. I think that they're naturally very spiritually sane. 
Yes, I've realized like how unhealthy my emotions are because I get angry at inanimate objects, which is just absurd. But my dog yeah. would react to that, and yeah. so I had to, so I don't scare my dog. Yeah, because he'll like if I get mad, he goes and runs and hides under yeah. a table, and it's like they don't like when we get mad. But yeah, it made me realize it's like, man, you just a petty. You're stupid about it. It's just like yeah. you're gonna give yourself a stroke over nothing. Well, I think that they're so eager to please us that when we get mad, they kind of think we're mad at them. Maybe. Oh, that's yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, he is. But they also, yeah, it's it's kind of scares them. It's uh, sweet. The hor- one of the f- horrible things I thought of though the first day I got my dog I was playing catch with him and then I because <laughs> I I'm death obsessed but I was like oh my god this guy's gonna like leave me someday uh huh I know it's horrible and uh it's so horrible and I like work f- from home most of the time so it's like that dog is like it's almost a five day a week like twenty four hour a day thing with mm-hmm. it. like I've never spent that much time with anybody I know that dog's my relationship with my dog. Has outlast my two marriages. <laughs> it's, it's true that yeah I, yeah that's amazing. Um, and yeah. I love them bo- more than both of my wives combined. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's totally my dog's fine. never fucked my friend in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. But wow. I did have I did have an ex who. Uh, Hit on a lot of my friends. That was oh, sad. that's fun. Oh yeah, she was a that's lot of fun. Awesome! Wow. Um, you 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 met Hal, my dog Hal. Yeah. that I had. He he was very special. He was eighteen years old, and that was kind of part of the whole personal thing I was going through. Was he was just kind of dying, slowly dying in front of me. So it killed me. Are you thinking about getting another one? Yeah. Yeah, she's been bugging me to get a puppy, but um, I'm trying to wait and see if I'm going to be doing much touring. If not, um, yeah, because I don't want to... If you go on tour, I'll just come and live here. Okay. With Charlie. Okay. <laughs> I do I do need house sitters when I'm gone. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd, I'd do that. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Another thing solved in the world. That's good. We're solving shit. But you were pointing out uh, you got a platinum album there. That's a yeah. That's from the old medicine. You see, if you just bring that up in the bars with the ladies, right? Just, just be like, I I have a platinum album. Can I just carry it say, with you? Can I can I say that across the bar at ladies? Yeah, I have a platinum album. <laughs> Take it to with you to the bar and just. That just way, hold it under my arm. Yeah. Okay. That must have been though. Wasn't it like kind of an ecstatic, like holy shit, I got one of these things, or was it not that important? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. I get excited if Adam McKay retweets me. So <laughs> that's that's as good as my life has gotten. Wow, that's cool. It's only happened once. Um, who's Adam McKay? He directs and writes Will Ferrell movies. Oh, that's cool. Personal friend of mine. That's pretty cool. We started off together. Okay. I have a podcast. He directs multi-million dollar films. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But you have a dog. I have a dog. I do. And a nice girl in Wisconsin. I do. 
I not supposed to say that? No, yeah. I talked about it earlier. Oh, okay. It's not like I, I try to keep it a secret so I can fuck around. <laughs> yeah. She the doesn't know it. I, I hit a lot of uh, glory holes. A lot, a lot of glory. Of glory. Yeah, a lot of glory holes. Oh, yeah, podcast girls. Actually, Duncan Trussell gets a lot of uh, emails from girls. I don't. I get a lot of guys. Duncan Trussell? Duncan Trussell has a very popular podcast, and he's had some girls. Uh, I don't know, Duncan. He's he's got a, a really interesting show. Yeah, he kind of runs his podcast like it's kind of like he's a cult leader. Oh, nice. So, and then I think some people don't quite understand that it's meant ironically or satirically. And I told him like somebody's going to kill you. <laughs> like wow. somebody's going to think you're a, a real like because if he gets angry or something, he'll get letters from people being like, "Why are you so? You like you're not supposed to be mad." <laughs> it's like, and he's like, "I'm a." Uh, this whole thing's a joke. It's a joke. But, yeah. Wow. But I uh, I just get emails from guys. Uh-huh. Especially... Dudes? Yeah. yeah. I haven't gotten one email from a woman saying she... Well, wait, no, I did. I've gotten one email from a woman saying she liked the show. That's good. Yeah, I get a lot of messages from dudes. I don't think I'm, I'm a... Dude. Yeah. I'm a dude's dude. You are. The dudes like me. Yeah, my show usually has often has, like... It's either musician guys who are you more guy band like Wayne Kramer and David Yao. It's like those aren't chick bands. <laughs> no, and it's like not a lot of girls that want to listen to Black Panthers or '60s Radicals. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know Black Panther. That's pretty. They sexy. got a lot. Yeah, he's he was a pretty intense guy. I bet. I mean, he was really. It was pretty amazing. But he he was a nice guy. Super nice. Yeah. Runs an orphanage oh. in Africa because he can't live here anymore. Oh right. He had to leave the country. Mm. That would be that's the, nice. Yeah, isn't that nice? Um, how do you? How do you? Where do you get the podcast? Where do you? I'm on iTunes, and uh, there's we have a what? There's a, a network I'm a part of. How do you get on that? Like, how do I get? Do you get a show on there? Or yeah, no? how do you get the podcast? You go on iTunes and sit, look for podcasts. Uh huh. There's like a, a bunch of them. You just okay. my show's free on iTunes. Okay. In case you were worried about that. Look at it. I hear it. Yeah, and then I have. No, I've listened to it. Oh, I didn't know if you'd have. Some people don't listen to it. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. No, actually, I have listened to it. Who did you listen to? I listened to one that you did with. uh, I don't remember. It was a while ago. (laughs) God, I'm digging myself a hole here. It's a real, real memorable show. No. Well, I talk to a lot of like. It's a lot of like. It's not like. Here's I'm talking to super Johnny famous guy. It's like yeah. I talk to weird political people and artists. Yeah, all very fascinating. But that's I just didn't want to do a show where you talk to comedians. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So that's I good. Oh, I did one. I did Eddie Pepitone. Eddie Pepitone, it's <laughs> funny. We both agreed that we would read a book and then discuss it, and that's uh-huh. what we did. Uh, wrote, discuss this uh, really super duper political book. I saw Todd in Austin. How's Todd? Todd, the actor, comedian guy. Todd. What, Todd? The, he was in. Oh, Barry. Yeah, Todd Barry. I saw him in Austin. He's an interesting guy. He's yeah. a. He's do you know him? No, I just walked. I came out of a ele- elevator at our hotel, and he was sitting in a chair right there. And I walked past him, and then I just made a complete idiot out of myself. So I went up and I said, "Oh, hey, you're you're that actor guy." <laughs> It's like, no, you don't say that. He said that? No, I said oh. that. Like, duh. 
So then he's like, uh, and then he kind of likes like, uh, comedian. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then I then I said to make things worse, I said, yeah, I saw you in uh 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 Flight of the Concords. <laughs> And then I walked away, and I was like, mm. He probably knows your band. He's a pretty music-savvy guy. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't think so. He didn't recognize me or anything. Maybe he Maybe he was nervous. Could be. That's the... I still, he seemed nervous, but he seems like a generally nervous guy. I think he's probably nervous most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Does, are there people that you meet still, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm fucking meeting this oh, musician? Fuck yeah. Isn't that weird that this, that just never... That. Yeah. I when I interviewed David Yao, I I got yeah I was terrified the whole time yeah yeah he's yeah I've met him and I've been he's really nice though he's super nice like super nice like very approachable guy yeah uh, it, he he was a little difficult to talk to at first and then he warmed up to me and then then yeah. ever since then he's always like super happy to see me but uh, it was also I was such a huge fan I was so fucking scared yeah. Because then Chicago, in those days, like they were like gods to everybody in my scene. Yeah. Yeah. And he's Amazing. a terrifying human being on stage. That's, yeah. That's what I've heard. Um, yeah, like Griff Reese, you know, the Who's that? super furry animals guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a friend of mine, is friends with him. And so I've met him a few times. And I'm just a, I'm just like a 12-year-old girl whenever I near that guy I just don't know what to say or do or anything I just get kind of yeah I've noticed I've tried and... avoiding interviewing people like I've emailed Ian Mackay a couple times and then oh. but I'm like I'm I would be more terrified to talk to him than anybody yeah plus he's so he's he's I don't know he's just kind of yeah I don't know what the fuck I would say to him hey straight edge <laughs> it's like yeah. like you want to talk about that once again it kind of sucks too, because I think for them it kind of sucks, because they, they just want to, you know, be friendly and have friends and stuff. But like people treat them differently because they're famous. It sucks. Have you ever had anybody get like a little weirdo stalkery with you? I can't. I don't know. I don't think so. I used to at Second City. We used to get when I was there. There would be a lot of weirdos who would hang out. Yeah. And a guy come backstage once, and my dressing area was right by the stage door. <laughs> oh, yeah. And everybody else was, like, on the other side of the room, so it was like, and they couldn't see what was going on. This guy was like, he's like, I love your show. You guys are so amazing. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I just think about this all the time. And I just, like, and he just kept going, and I was, I was like, this guy's going to fucking kill me. Yeah. <laughs> and finally somebody, like, staff-wise came and, like, escorted. But I didn't want to be like, hey, you got to get out of here, because I'm like. Yeah. Why not somebody walk back there with a gun and end everything? But it's like, Ugh. and Bonnie Hunt had some woman who stalked her and then followed her out to L.A. Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. I had one of those in London, I think. I came off stage and this guy was babbling and he somehow got backstage and was babbling at me and I got kind of creeped out. I think I yelled at him too and that's not... I couldn't even nice. see you yelling at anybody. I know. I think I was just kind of pissed because... It was a bad show, and then this guy was babbling at me backstage, and I was, yeah, it was one of my rock starry moments where I was like, <laughs> "Fucking, who let you back here?" Uh, uh, well, you're just protecting your territory. Yeah. I mean, it's alarming because you're like, "That's your safe yeah. place." It's like when you come off stage, and then someone's just babbling at you that you don't know, asking you questions. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm, I was young. I was young then. I, I've made a... My youth was chock full of errors. <laughs> I'm making more errors as I go, I think. It's, it's ramping up. I feel like I'm doing better, but I yeah. feel like I I view my 20s as a just a really confused and I the but I thought I had it all figured out and yeah. I knew fucking I was like god you knew nothing nothing yeah I don't know I, I feel I feel like back then I made be- I don't know I made better decisions though but maybe I just didn't make decisions you have to make decisions now mm-hmm. the whole being an adult thing is really like now it's like in the 20s you could still kind of dodge that yeah. adult bullshit yeah but now it's like, fuck, I got to pay this. <laughs> it's Bullshit, like, yeah. Like, I, I won't be able to get an apartment if I don't pay these bills. I pay this shit, yeah. In Chicago, we used to, uh, back in the day, this is like pre-computers, I guess, but we would, all my utilities, we just my friends and I, we'd just make up fake names and fake social security numbers. Wow. And, and then you'd get calling cards for, like, long-distance services. So you you just kept, and we just keep canceling and going to different ones and like i never paid for any utilities in chicago <laughs> wow for a large for most of my time there and that worked it never caught up to me really i also moved a lot so that also i just changed my name by one letter and just so you're so you're kind of like wanted by the fbi <laughs> basically i probably should i have not oh it's at most st- statute statute of limitations i'm fine okay it's been over 20 years <laughs> yeah then you're fine <laughs> Uh, yeah, I sh- probably should watch what I say in yeah. my, about my personal life. So when you didn't kill anybody, did you? Oh yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Well, the gas guy came around asking for money, and yeah. I just got real panicked. I understand. So on Pierce Avenue in the Bucktown neighborhood of Chicago, if you live at fourteen seventy two, Pierce, yeah, check under them floorboards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but. Uh, again, we wrap it up. We've done our time. I hope. Okay. When does the album come out? Can we do the? Can we do it over? Uh huh. Do the whole thing over. Yeah. Did you not like it? I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> When's the album come out? Uh, January 29th on the Merge Records. That's a big label. Yeah, they're big. Big. Um, it's vinyl only. Is it really? Yes, it's vinyl only. You have to buy the vinyl to get the CD, which is inside the vinyl. And then, um, and of course, you can get downloaded on the internet, but you have to pay for it. You can't download it for free. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I don't. I don't know. I don't do it. I I I make sure I buy everything. I've done it with dead people. Okay, that's okay. And I've done it when because like uh, my computer crashed, and I lost. I had like forty thousand pieces of music yeah and i lost everything and i was like i can't pay for this again yeah so i borrowed a lot of it that way yeah but that, I f- that makes sense as long as you've paid for it once but yeah i mean i think i think like people um people that oh, what am i trying to say sorry let me start this over um I think there's a, a, a threshold as to where getting like stuff going out there for free actually works in your on your behalf. I think that if you sell like 500 records and 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 downloads 500 copies, and then you also but then like a, like 2,000 go out for free, that's just hurting you because a lot of times. Um, 
the higher ups look at numbers, like how many records did they sell? And then they base everything on that as to what you know your budget and stuff for your just, next one is. Yeah, or, or just what you what yeah exactly <laughs> what they should how seriously they should take you. So yeah, if if you've sold five hundred copies of your record, um, they're gonna laugh in your face. It's also really fucked that we have such a shitty way of we kind of just expect artists never to get paid in this country. Yeah. And it's like, and if anything, we should be buying records and other th- to support because it's like, I get asked to perform for free all the fucking time. Yeah. And these festivals will have us come out and they won't pay us and they won't offer you airfare. And it's like South by Southwest will ask you to, and they will be like, we won't put you up. We're not paying you. And you have to get here on your own. It's like South by Southwest is like, Sponsored by Southwest Airlines. It's like, you can't throw me a fucking ticket? That's fucked up, yeah. And Duncan Trussell actually did a video, a bunch of videos where he would call, saying he was from South by Southwest, but he would call chefs and ask them to come and cook for free. And then he would say like, well, he's like, but you're going to be cooking for some very affluent people. It's going to be really good for your career. And the guy was like, that's crazy. And he's like, it's going to really help out your career. And it's like when you put it, place it in that context yeah. of other people. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. But it's yeah, but it's the glamorous lifestyle of a rock and roll uh, musician. But South- and a blues musician. Yeah, South by Southwest. I hope pays uh, the acts, music acts. No, not, very few. I think they'll pay you like a hundred dollars, maybe. Oh, but like Pitchfork and those like those bigger festivals do, don't I'm they? Sure. Yeah, I think they do. Sasquatch and yeah. They like pay, I, yeah, because like F Y F Fest pays our. They paid me extremely well. South by Southwest because it's a. Uh, I think just because it's an industry thing, like it's it was sort of built on this idea that your band is going to get a lot of exposure by playing here. So we're doing you a favor by letting you play at this. And so, yeah, there's always been this whole, like, well, a band sort of saying, "I'm going to South by Southwest." Uh, just, I don't really have a show there, but I'm just going to go there and try and play at someone's party. Do you ever think, because, like, Pat Oswalt pointed out recently that, like, we don't need, like, to the industry, he said this at an industry thing, he was like, we don't need you anymore. He's like, people are getting famous with, like, we can put our content out in a million ways. And, like, I know people who make their living off of podcasting and uh-huh. YouTube videos, and it's like, why would I deal with agents and networks when I can do whatever I want yeah. and make a living off of it? It's like really weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Do you ever think about like, have you thought about doing, putting albums out yourself or is that too difficult? I'm just so bad at business stuff. Yeah, I'm terrible. I'm lost. I'm fum- I'm, I'll fumble. I'll fumble it. I'll blow it somehow. Yeah, I wish I, I, I had a I somebody. A fetus, but... <laughs> I will fucking blow it. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had somebody who helped me. I just, I have no, I'm I'm an idiot. Like, there's a few things I can do really well in this life, and then everything else is kind of not good. (laughs) Yeah, my my brother, my brother is uh, really, really, he's he's the sharpest dude, crazy good, like, businessman, and just, PhD in physics and electrical engineering. And then I was born and, you know, I'm just m- mostly useless. <laughs> I can make songs though. You know? Yeah, but that's, 
I'd rather be able to make songs than be like a businessman. Yeah, I would too. I, I don't like that life. I've worked in a few offices and it's it's fucking awful. Like I, yeah. I'd have a nervous break. I get angry bartending. <laughs> it's like yeah. If I had to deal with corporate bullshit, I would lose my mind. I know. Yeah, I've been really lucky as as far as not having to do that kind of shit. It's almost like yeah, I'm lucky that I don't know how to do that shit. But I've also been very lucky as to having different things and jobs fall into my lap. So, yeah. Well, uh, that's good. All right. Thank you, Jim Putnam. Well, thank you, <laughs> Matt Dwyer. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did... Maybe you can help us out. We give to you, you give back to us, and donate some money. You know, skip that Starbucks coffee this week. Just one time and donate it me $2. Uh, if you can't afford to donate, you can uh, always go to my page on the uh, Feral Audio site and um, go through my Amazon link and buy some bullshit for yourself, and I get a little kickback there. We all win. We all win. Follow me on Twitter. You can do that. You can follow me at Matt underscore the wire at the Twitters, the Twitter I, Twitter is. And uh, if you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends. If you didn't, tell your friends that you loved it anyway. Because lying is what is the foundation of relationships often. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, to the security agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.